Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and welcome back to the Psychology of Investors and Traders, Part 4. Yes, if you're going to the share market, you need to expect that you will lose at some time. You will buy shares that will fall away and you'll have to sell them. And that's just part and parcel of being in the share market. But you will buy shares that will go up and you will buy shares that will go up by 50%. You will buy shares that will go up 100% or multiple hundreds of a percent. And you'll do that. But at the end of the day, if you can keep those losses smaller then allow those profits to keep running, then you'll do much, much better. But if you're in the share market and you don't ever expect your portfolio to go into negative territory, or you don't ever expect that your a share that you own will start losing you money, then I think you're necessarily not living in the real world. You need to have a look at that and say, okay, am I prepared for a share to fall away? Am I prepared to get out of that? And the people that are, are the ones that make more money. Now remember, the process to select or manage a portfolio of shares is really the same regardless of the size of the investment. I met a gentleman who said he was managing a couple of million dollars worth of shares and it was taking him like 40 hours a week to manage that. He was reading all these reports and had all these things coming to his house and internet. He was you know, getting internet reports and everything else. And I said, geez, I'd spend an hour a week managing that kind of money because it doesn't, not the size of the portfolio that counts as far as dollar terms, it's how many shares you've got in it and your process. And it's understanding if you've got a better process, it'll take you less time. You also need to remember that no one is infallible, not, not even us in here. We don't get everything 100% right, and neither should we, because if, if we get 100% right, that would imply that other fund managers or people in the share market will be 100% right, and then the market won't work anymore. So nobody's infallible. So when investing in the share market, you need to expect that you will lose some time, as I mentioned before. And in these cases, you really do need to exit your capital. Because over a 10-year period, your investments, no matter what, if you've got good investments, sometimes they'll perform and sometimes they won't, inperform, won't perform. So, and to me, you know, when they will perform is, is the time, you know, when we've got those nice bull markets. But in the times of the bearishness, you need to be able to accept that this is part of the process and to get out of those. You know, well, as as I said, one times you'll do well and you think good times will last forever. And we had that through 2003 to 2007. So many people that hadn't been in the share market before started jumping in. And the ASX research has proven that, that there's a huge growth of people in direct share ownership. But to me, you know, right now is we, you know, the bear market won't last forever. Neither will the bull market. Are we in a new bull market? Not sure. Only time will tell. I'm being still being very cautious at the moment. If we are in a new bull market, there's plenty of time because the bull market will last for three, four years, not three months. So don't worry if you feel like you're missing out on this next bull run. I would rather wait for a bit of a pullback to see where we are, see where the market stays above the 2000, uh, March uh, this year, March 2009 lows, and then start to see it rise up again. I'd rather miss this next this four months totally if I if, because I'm going to get into a safer point and actually have my money protected rather than jump in too early so at the, you know, when good times as I said will never last forever so it's these times more than any other times you need to control your emotions of fear and greed because these will help you make it will make you broke if you've got fear and greed people make reactions on emotions tend not to be very good investors you need to have a plan and the reason why people use their fear and greed or act on these emotions is because they don't understand the market properly and they're not giving them their education. So given this, 
education is extremely important for any type of investor as a good education will ensure you make the right decision for you, not for anybody else, just for you. So however, I would also say that it's more important even for the smaller investor that they can't afford to lose. And I've met a lot of people over the last few months who are small investors and they, you know, I meet people that have spent ten and fifteen and twenty thousand dollars going to all these um, marketeering type companies with the big, big glossy brochures with beaches, blondes and BMWs on them, promising riches by pushing a button or coming to our weekend workshop, only for these people to lose lots of money that they don't have to lose. Uh, and they're going into loans to try and learn it to try and recoup some of the losses they've had over the last couple of years. Wrong thing again, you need to go to somebody you can trust and who has a proven history of being a very good uh, educator, not only educator, but also proving good at what they actually do. And that's why it's so important for us to manage funds for people and to educate them so that we prove what we do all the time. So somebody coming to do our education with our diploma knows that we know how to trade because of what we do every day in this business. However, I say, you know, to really, as I said, it's the small investor that, it, to me, gets keeps losing or keeps getting ripped off because they've got that greed trying to make that money quickly with smaller investments. Often, people want to wait until they have money before educating yourself, as I said in my other podcast. And to me, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't take too much to, you know, whether it's my book for $30, you know, my How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20% book, that saved the people tens of thousands of dollars, and in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last two years. So, so while it's wise to educate yourself, First, you have to have the knowledge to get the money so you can invest more. It doesn't go the other way. You don't invest more to get the, get the money so you can get the knowledge. You need the knowledge. It must come first. So remember, big investors were once small investors. So we all started out small. We all, then we slowly, as we practice these solid principles of having a solid plan, having good knowledge, we slowly built up and slowly built up until we become big investors. So the earlier you educate yourself, the better it is for you. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening to this four-part series. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and you've been listening to Talking Wealth. Take care and look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye-bye. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.